You're listening to Packers Talk Network. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay. Just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. Packers Therapy. Cuts have been made. Well, not final. They are the preliminary roster cuts. The Packers have made them for the 2023 season. But, of course, that's subject to change. And as we work through the list of the people that made the team and didn't make the team, uh, we will see as we go through that list that this is not their final roster. But it's certainly worth talking about. And we'll work in some comments uh, about the Packers' uh, recent game against uh, the Seahawks. Uh, which was a Packers win and led beautifully uh, by Mr. Magoo himself uh, coming from the pine Packers win that game. But more importantly, Dave, we've got roster decisions to talk about. Uh, but before we talk about that, I want to know how you are doing under that stainless steel arch in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Uh, excited about the Packers season coming up very much. So Um starting to cool off. It was hotter than the sun, you know, for a few weeks here in St. Louis, maybe more than a few weeks. So yeah, yeah exactly. With, with the humidity too. Uh, uh, it's yeah. really, I, if you're not familiar with St. Louis, I, you know, I guess Nashville and, you know, obviously Texas, Florida and all those, like it is hot and humid, yeah. but St. Louis is very humid. And if you, you just assume, you know, St. Louis isn't that far south from Wisconsin. No. Uh, if you're up there, it is really awful. It's um, mid-continent hot. And, it, you know, our foreign listeners maybe don't understand how United States, you know, the geographical and topographical features. But St. Louis, right on the Mississippi River, right in the middle of the country, gets all the kind of the Gulf humidity that comes up. as a lot of collision of hot and cold air. So, the, you know, there's a lot of volatile weather. St. Louis um, in the summertime is um, toasty, you might say, sauna-like. It very much so. It's like I never when I lived in Wisconsin, when you'd have a breeze, you'd be like, oh, that's refreshing. Yeah. In St. Louis, like, oh, this breeze, like it's like putting a uh, hairdryer in your face. Like it's it's <laughs> exactly. not refreshing. <laughs> and I remember seeing like the old baseball, the old Bush Stadium where people would sit in the sun. Yeah. You know, watching Carlo games during the day. I think yeah. I didn't have a true appreciation of what uh, fans they were to sit through that. It's just brutally awful. Well, they were wearing they're wearing hats though, Dave, and suits. So mm. they were, yeah, that made them a lot more cool and comfortable. That's yeah. true. I, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the, the polyester breeze. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's it, you know the weather in Houston. I'm I'm uh, let me say this backwards here. The weather in St. Louis reminds me of Houston. Yeah. Uh, in lots of ways, in the summertime, anybody was you know again that that's really close to the Gulf and it's it's further south. But really, it in in terms of the combination of heat and humidity. St. Louis is uh, rough. So, you know, Cincinnati's kind of tough too, along the Ohio River. Is it not as? It's not as bad as St. Louis, but it is also real sticky in the summer. 
Yeah. So it is cooled off. I think we're headed toward, you know, the best time in St. Louis, which is the fall. It, you have a long fall here, which is great. Mm-hmm. And then football starts college football this weekend. Uh, I guess it started last weekend, but I didn't pay attention. I also, I've, I've made a new, uh, I'm adding something new this year for my football watching experiences. I'm going to gamble. I'm going to gamble on oh college God. football games. Yes. I'm oh. going to, I want to gamble on games because I want to have interest and I learned uh, just as a sidetrack, I, I went to Vegas in the spring and met a buddy and all we did was bet on basketball. It was the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I bet it was the Celtics were playing the Sixers in, uh, I don't know, the, what, what, what I forget, the Eastern Conference Finals maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I bet the over on Al Horford shooting <laughs> more than two and a half, three pointers, right? <laughs> For three hours, how long the game was, I, I hate the Celtics. I don't really care about Al Horford, but when I had my 20 bucks on oh, Al Horford, you shooting, cared. You I cared. was a, I bled green. I oh. cared about Al Horford. I looked up Wikipedia. I learned all about him. I was all in on Al Horford and I, I loved it. He shot three threes. I won. Um, I actually had three bets on Celtics and got all three and I should have parlayed them together. Um, and I won a lot of money. And, uh, but I was like, that was fun. Now, if I lost, I would have been, you know, in a fetal position, probably <laughs> under the bed. But, uh, I like, I, I cared a little bit and I feel like I need to substitute a little bit of caring, um, because I, I don't have as much invest in the Packers this year. And when I say that it doesn't mean I don't care or, but you know, I don't have, and we think we talked about this. It's not that high intensity emotion. That I think yeah. I go in yeah. when, you know, you're expecting to win. So I think I might enhance my football watching experience and that might help me watch, you know, college games, which everyone gets up for. And I don't really care about, um, is to gamble. And, uh, so if anyone wants to throw, uh, you know, look at betting lines, our betting lines have been such a success and I've done terrible at them. I don't know if I've won a week. I think in all the years we've done it, I may have won a week twice in 10 years or something like that. It's been a rare occasion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I don't have time to think about it. I have to like you know, zing, you know, I have to give you my answer immediately. So, uh, so we'll see how it goes. I will, uh, maybe that'll be a new segment is Dave's college football, lock them. What? Five star (laughs) sure thing. Ironclad pick of the the week. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. Well, if we, if we keep it, let's keep it to, to, to like, you know, big 10 or at least, you know, UW or something like that, because otherwise I'll be snoozing through the entire thing. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> as opposed to what? Normal? Well, I, I well, because normally I don't snooze. I mean, it's a hard dead sleep uh, <laughs> yeah. typically during during these kind of things. Hey, but it's the same thing with fantasy sports. I mean, when you know, I, I but I got fifty bucks in the home league that I'm in, right? It's 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 not a, it's not a huge deal. But when you you know when you have that going for yourself, um, you know, you begin to pay attention to things you just normally wouldn't pay attention. I know more about Major League Baseball now. Yeah, than I yeah. than I did when I collected baseball cards. <laughs> well, do you play the? Uh, we were talking about doing puzzles in the morning. Do you play yeah. that Matrix game where you have? Maybe you I, told me about it. Yeah, the teams on I the did. on yeah. the yep. Y X axis. I would think yeah. if you're doing fantasy baseball, you'd be good at that. Have you been playing well, that? Uh, I I have been, and I I did for quite a while. I stopped though because it occurred to me that you know I get five out of nine, and I would be like, ugh. Yeah. ugh. You know, and because you have to get all nine to be right. And I realized that um, I've only been playing fantasy baseball only been playing fantasy baseball for about uh, 10 years, I think. And, you know, and 
what happened before 2013 or whenever it was, you know, I paid attention to the Brewers religiously, right. but the rest, it, the rest of the league was a little bit like Packers football. Um, I, to this day, and I probably always will follow the Packers, but because I don't play fantasy football, uh, I don't know much about, you know, the rest of the league. And I said on this podcast, those other teams are just there as foes for the Packers. Right. That's it. You know, and I care about them for the week leading up to the game. And when the game is done, uh, whatever, I look at the next team and I follow the Packers. Well, now, um, you know, I know a lot about you know, the entire the entirety of Major League Baseball and the prospects and all that stuff coming up. And I read stuff every day about, you know, baseball. Uh, but I don't have room in my life for fantasy football. I just don't because I play in five fantasy baseball leagues. And I just, you know, it's it's too much of a time commitment. I need the time off from fantasy sports yeah. <laughs> because it's so intense between, you know, the middle of March and the end of September. And I'm lucky enough to be, you know, I'm in the playoffs and like, uh, three of these leagues. And so, you know, that kind of extends it. And when it's done, you want to go, oh, yeah, you know, right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to play fantasy football this year either, because I found in the leagues I'm in, there's too many people, there's not enough players. And the, the trophy seems to go to the people who have time. Like, right. you know, they're exactly. the ones who are like eight o'clock when the yep. you know, free agency opens, they're grabbing yep. Yep. the guy who's now playing for the guy that got hurt. Right. And uh, I'll think of it on Wednesday night and like, yeah. oh, everyone's taken. Yeah, I got to play the backup in Carolina's you know quarterback now. <laughs> so I'm, I don't feel like that's a knowledge, like that's a hustle, like you're, you're rewarding hustle. And I know there are some ways of doing rules so that you. Right. Yeah. But I never think of picking it up in time. And so I end up having to do my lineup, you know, right before the Thursday night game. And, uh, and by then it's way too late. All the whatever rules you have, I've already passed. So yeah, I'm not going to do fantasy football this year. I, but you know, gambling, gambling, I can, I can do it on my time. I can, you know, pick what feels good to me. I'm an intuitive better. I don't, I don't like doing research as, you. Know, <laughs> but you, uh, coming back to the game I mentioned, it's called, yeah, as you know, for sure. Well, that's like this game, immaculate grid. It's right. Called, yeah. Right? Yeah. And just so you, for people who don't know what this is, you get a, not a three by three box and on the, let's take football. Cause they do baseball, football, mm -hmm. basketball, but they'll put like the Packers, the Patriots and the Panthers on the top. And they'll put yep. the Texans, the Cowboys and the chargers along the Y axis. And you got to find in that box that coincides with the Packers and Dallas, what player played for both teams. And then you got to pick a player that played on Dave both Robinson, <laughs> uh, Brett Hundley. Um, yeah. Who did play? I I, I, I think, well, I think, I think I know, um, well, I shouldn't say I know Dave Robinson didn't, he played for the Redskins, but, it, but that's the kind of mental conversation you're having. Yeah. Where did he go after he left the Packers? Yeah. yeah. The, the problem is, is when it's Seahawks and yeah. chargers, right. It's right. Like, uh, we, uh, uh, you know, it, it's hard unless you're really into it and remember all the trades and this can go back, you know, 20, 30 years. It, right. it, there's really no time limit to it, but I'm, you know, I'm just not deeply schooled enough in all of the teams to be able to really play that even at baseball. Now the more recent ones. Yeah. But when you, you know, you have to really have almost an encyclopedic knowledge going back decades so you can make those connections. Yeah. I, I it's, you know how we had the podcast were like, uh, who's that guy, the back yeah. safety or something that's, that's <laughs> exactly. like making you do that nine times. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. who's that? And so it's actually frustrating. So I played it for two days. It was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. My memory yeah. won't allow it, but I still think who Dallas 
and Packers. Who did play for both? Um, did Robert well, Newhouse play for the Packers? No, uh, no. I mean, just like I, a full. I, I, I wish he would have. Yeah, he was. He was a pretty good player. Uh, no, but there, there are people. I think you mentioned Brent Huntley. Might have been right. He wound up. Well, Mike McCarthy uh, might count, right? Oh, that's that's now that's interesting. Yeah, right. yeah. But maybe it's a function of getting older too. That maybe I would have been better at that. You know, twenty five years ago or or something. Uh, but um, I, I'm always hard pressed to say okay. When they left the Packers, you mean they didn't die or disappear? Yeah, right. I, they yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah, that's right. You know, or when they came to the Packers, I don't know where it doesn't matter because now they're a Packer. You know. Yeah, yeah. So now, see, I need to stop thinking about it because now I'm going to be like, who is this? And that's I can't stand that. There's, there are there have there have to be. Well, um, how? Oh, I know. How about Randall Cobb? Did he play for Randall Cobb's a good one. There you go. That's a good one. There's probably 20 of them that were like, oh, they're so obvious. But anyway, that's the game. Yeah. All right. Well, if if you want to be if you're one of these people that, you know, really follows sports closely um, and not just your team, you know, because we certainly do that with the Packers. uh, But you have to follow like, you know, the the entirety of whatever leagues you're paying attention to. Those are the people that should play Immaculate Grid. Yeah, um, I might have gotten the Immaculate Grid. You know, I played it for I don't know a couple months. I might have got it once, all of it filled in. You did. I think, well, that's an accomplishment for sure. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I did it when one of the it, I only played the baseball one, and one of it was the Brewers. You know, was one of the you know. So that's why I think I was able to get it. But otherwise, you know, I get five or six. You know, maybe on a good day there. Were, Times I would get, you know, four, you know, so right. yeah. it's not it's not easy. But if you're into it, it is a fun puzzle to play because it like all the puzzles, you know, that you and I do every day and a, little, a lot of people do. It does exercise your mind. It makes you think, it makes you remember, you know, that kind of thing. So if you enjoy sports, it's a good way to keep your mind fresh as well, as is listening to Packers therapy. <laughs> That's the best way right. to keep your mind sharp. That's three, four out of five dentists recommend Packers therapy as a mind Exercise, I think, pretty much. And and five out of five dentists recommend a daily shot of laughing gas. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All, All right. right. Speaking well, of mental exercises. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about that roster, right. shall we? Uh, yeah. uh, let, you want to start with the quarterback thing? Because I I understand uh, they are going to carry two quarterbacks. You want to reveal them, or should that be my job? You can reveal them, although this is a tragic we're right off the top. Uh, we're, well, we're I, it's well, it's sad. It's it's, it's a sad day yeah. because for some reason the Packers decided to keep Jordan Love and Sean Clifford instead of Alex Magoo. Yeah. And, I, uh, answer uh, me this, Chris. The highest rated quarterback in the game against the Seattle, Alex Magoo, 118.8. Why you cut that guy? This I don't guy know. was amazing. I think he should be the starter personally, but that's just me. That's just he I, actually threw a great deep ball, though. I that mean, was, was yeah, and I will give him credit for that. Hey, the guy was like one of the MVP of that whatever the hell that ridiculous league was he played in before, and he's got an MVP caliber name. So let's hope they bring him back to the practice squad, and I think they probably will because they they do need a third quarterback, and I yep. guess it's going to depend on who else is out there. But I would be surprised if they would just totally let him go. But uh, oh, Magoo, he well, if nothing else, he cannot. One victory, albeit preseason, as right. a Packer quarterback. So can't take it away from him. But what what says more that 2023 is a rebuilding year than your backup quarterbacks being Sean Clifford 
And then, you know, Alex Magoo is on the practice squad. Like this. <laughs> oh, uh, look, I'm glad you mentioned this because I am going to go off here just just for a moment okay. um, on Jason Wilde. And I kind of previewed this last week. And he said as much today on one of the shows he's on, the one with uh, Gabe and Chewy and that attractive woman that I don't, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point is. He said today, you know, oh, yeah, I'm I, I have a bias for veteran players. And because he, he was all upset about one of the other uh, moves that we're, that we're going to be covering here when we get to the specialists. And he's been this way consistently about, you know, why they let Big Dog go? No, 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 they keep on saying they're going to like you got to have some guys who know what they're doing. No, you don't. This is a transitional year. And you, as you just mentioned, nothing says more transitional than Jordan Love and Sean Clifford as your two quarterbacks. And, you know, these guys will not become experienced veterans until they play. So if you like veterans, you it's sort of like if you like adults, you probably ought to like children because, you know, children start out, you know, young and they become adults. Well, if you like veterans in the NFL, you've got to let the young players play to become experienced. Otherwise, they're like Jordan Love. They sit on the bench for three or four years, and you don't know what you have, and you're paying them all this time, and you're getting no return on that investment. The Packers uh, are going to be an extraordinarily young team. They have kept 11 of their 13 draft choices. They kept 11 from the previous year's draft. Extremely young, so fine. Let those guys play, figure out what you have, and adjust from there. Now, the other part of this equation is when you finally get to a point where you have a roster— that can win, you got to fill in with some experienced players around them. But they're not there. They're not at this point. Right now, they're trying to figure out what it is they have. And so they shouldn't be carrying guys, you know, like Big Dog or these other, you know, veteran, get to our specialists, you know, they let go of, you know, their veteran punter uh, in, you know, uh, in place of the Irish lad. That they brought on. Do yeah. we know he's Irish now? I, he's yes. I guess he's been Australian, I, yes. from Wales, from UK, from yes. Ireland. Where is he from? Well, he he was he was uh, born and raised until he was thirteen, I guess, in uh, in Ireland, and then he uh, came to the U.S. I believe at thirteen years old. Okay. So I guess he is really an Irish American. As okay. it turns out. Um, so yes, uh, that is the case, and I've been corrected by a number of our. Uh, friends, I think it was Pat Keo, uh, who is, I believe, still living in Ireland. I think he's lived there his entire life, I believe. Um, but I do know that he is a generous giver to Packers Therapy. And thank you for that, Patrick. We do appreciate it. And I think also John Sturrock, who was in touch with us. I think John had mentioned that uh, as well. John, of course, the OG of Packers Therapy uh, listeners. Um, so, yes, thank you for correcting me on that. But, uh, yes, he did make the team, and they decided to let go of uh, an Irish-American of a different kind, uh, you know, their their uh, veteran punter who is 32 years old. This is the time—this is when you let go of guys like that, and it doesn't matter, you know, if Whalen has a difficulties holding sometimes on placements. This is how you learn. This is how you become a veteran. This is the season to test this stuff out, and it's part of the reason, Dave— well, I'm kind of excited about this year because, 
you don't know what you have in, you know, behind the curtain that Jay Stewart is standing in front of. You know, when Monty Hall would say it, you know, hey, who, do you want what's in the box? You don't know. You don't know what's in the box. It's, <laughs> this is exciting stuff. Now, six games in. We might be saying, geez, these guys cannot, these yeah. guys can't play the weather. Who the, why didn't they keep, you know, their veterans? And well, no, this is, this is the time you kind of reboot, reset for what's coming ahead. Now what's coming ahead might be 13 years of losing. And I don't like that potential, but now is not the time to try to tape together a couple of crusty veterans in your wide receiver room. We'll get to that in a second here. Now is the, the time to, you know, bet on upside, see what you have, and go from there. So, uh, you know, Jason Wilde is, uh, um, I, th- I think he relays some good information. He's experienced. He's a veteran reporter himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a little sanctimonious. Um you think? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but, you know, by and large, pretty good reporter. But he is he's just been so for, for so long. He's been like, whoa, I, they need to bring in a veteran. No, you don't. No, you don't. Especially not this year. Usually that's not true. Sometimes it is true. You need a veteran. This is not that year, Jason. OK, just like relax about that. So I'm fine with Sean Clifford and Jordan Love. But maybe if they were on the cusp of competing, I would be disappointed with a rookie as your backup. <laughs> I probably wouldn't like that. Right. But that that isn't this year. That's not 2023. I think that is everything. Is like, what are you? What are you trying to accomplish this year? And I thought I overheard. I didn't hear you read the quote, but it was something to this um, that mounts to this is that they asked Gutekinds, you know, are they? Is this a reset year for them? And he said, Look, we're in the business of winning championships. But sometimes you have to let yourself breathe or grow to win a championship. So without saying it, I think this is a year where, you know, they're hoping to hit the reset button, get a bunch of young guys, see who who's good. And if things work out, you know, this year, next year, whatever, you know, they'll improve as as they go. But this is a it's a reboot. I mean, I do think that they could be better then I don't know what they expected five, six wins. I think they yeah. can do better than that. So, because they, I think they have some, some talent on this team, but it's clear what they're trying to accomplish. I'm okay with it. Cause we've had so many years of just filling in the last few things, you know, maybe not quite to the degree I would have liked him to do it, but you know, it was a bit more of a, you know, a veteran, a veteran quarterback at least. And uh, I I'm okay with doing it this year. Now, if they go, as I said last week, if they go seven and two, and they really need a safety, then right. yep. I think you go out that, and get a that's safety. Different. That's, that's when, different. But yeah. they don't do that either, though. You know, And I feel like they're, they're kind of a one-trick pony. And they, we said we're going to have this be a rebuilding year. Well, you're good this year. Like You might have a road to the Super Bowl. Like, improve yourself. I'd like to see them do that. But at least from the building of the roster this year in particular, I am okay with going with – I think Jordan Love has established himself. Yep. And uh, Sean Clifford is a backup. I don't – I have less confidence in Sean Clifford. Right. Me too. Um, and uh, I think he's in. It's it's kind of a disaster. I I, I don't think there's really any chance. Um, defense and run game maybe, but and can he throw a couple first downs to keep us competitive? But I I think he's below the acceptable margin of what you want as a backup, honestly. So I, I don't love that, but I you know bringing in Matt Ryan or someone like, I keep ah. thinking Matt Ryan is, but as yeah. the yeah prototypical sort of veteran backup kind of guy at right. this point. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know Former what that MVP, really does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I would, uh, I think I'm okay with it, but if Jordan love gets hurt, especially like in this bear game, he goes down and now we're looking at Sean Clifford and he's just throwing balls, you know, into the dirt. That's going to be pretty frustrating. So uh, we'll see that they're taking this gamble. I'm okay with it right now. I feel like that Jordan loves, I'm going to jinx this whole season <laughs> by saying this. I feel like there's like, he's, I feel like he's less likely to get hurt because he gets rid of the ball quick and he mm-hmm. seems to, you know, re- read his progressions quickly and get it out of there. And he feels like he's a safe runner. Like he's not a reckless guy. So we really need Jordan love to stay healthy. <laughs> this, well, but- See, the thing is, though, you know, you can still have the old soft tissue injury without getting hit. You know, he's yeah. taken off around the end. Oh, he pulled his hamstring and it's a third degree and he'll miss, you know, eight weeks. You know, that kind of thing. So it, it's 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 no guarantee. Even if you don't get hit, it's a physical game and, you know, or it's just one of those you know, weird deals too, where he, you know, slips on the old bar of soap in the shower, whatever it might be, you know, and it, how many times have we heard that? You remember early in Rogers career, he was at, he was at uh, uh, practice and he, it was the week after he had the great game in Dallas uh, in 20, uh, in 2007. And he, you know, he really encouraging game, right? And then I think he pulled his hamstring in practice the next week. And, you know, wasn't available for a while as a result. Yeah, and that's that, that's when we were thinking that this guy's you know, made a paper. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it turned out he was he was pretty durable. Um, and, you know, those kind of things happen. But still, I would say at that point, don't don't waste, you know, bringing in a Matt Ryan or those kind of, you know, guys. Let At that point, let Sean Clifford play. And then, hell, let Alex Magoo play. Well, that, I'm OK with yeah, Alex yeah, Magoo. It's time for Alex Magoo to get in. Yeah, if if Jordan loves her, that's uh, we're gonna probably suffer through Clifford for a while. But if he Magoo, you know, suiting up, that might be enough to inspire the team. Did you get your number seventeen jersey yet? Uh, you know, I do have a seventeen jersey. It says Adams on. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I, I have to pull those letters off. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Because they have now two seventeens. Well, I guess seventeen is gonna wind up in the practice squad, so it's not gonna matter. But uh, and. Anders Carlson's also 17. Mm, okay. By the way, you know, there are giraffes who think that Anders Carlson has a long neck. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, yeah. This, 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 this guy is, is complete giraffe. Uh, but if, if he can hit from 57 like he did in the game, I'm down with it. I think they all should have long necks. He had room at 57 too at Lambeau field. It wasn't in a dome. So I know it kind of, that's the team we have right now. You know, I think it's a high ceiling. I'm afraid it could be a low floor and yes. we're going into the Chicago game in a couple of weeks. And I mean, I, I don't know what to expect. Any outcome would, would not surprise me. I, I honestly think that's true. It, but, this uh, season, Dave, is it's a box of chocolates. You know? That's right. That's a box of chocolates here. Now, how did you think Jordan Love played against Seattle? Any quick comments on that? Yeah, I think he was, he was fine. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of, um, I want to be effusive, but I can't be because, you know, we're looking at a preseason game and they're not doing to him in that game what Chicago and the rest of the league is going to do the rest of the season. Because what people are thinking about is that the Kansas City game a couple of years ago where they blitzed the hell out of him and he was lost. Now, he's probably not that quarterback anymore, but until we know differently when it's for real. It's it's hard for me, at least, to get too enthusiastic about whatever he does in a preseason setting. 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to reserve judgment on that because the game is very different when it, they count in the standings. And this game didn't count in the standings. And the encouraging part was he didn't suck. <laughs> you know, so that's that's better than, you know, sucking in the preseason. If you're going to be, you know, all world or, or all August, you know, in the preseason, that doesn't mean a lot. But I think it might mean more if you're terrible in August, because that means you you can't even play then. Right. Well, I actually was at most encouraged about his play in this game than his other two, because I felt he. Like he missed the long throw to Watson. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. I think we're all trying to apologize. Um, you know, he could have caught it, hit him in the hands, you yeah, know, it was underthrown, yeah. but you know, the rain, the wind. So a lot of apologizing for Jordan love, which is fine. I think he just missed him, and that will happen. Um, but I liked, you know, the, what he did with his feet. Like, I feel like yeah, that's, that's something true. we've missed for such a long time is, mm-hmm. you know, the way to beat Rogers rush for play coverage, you know, right. he just played and he tried to either, if it's not open, he'd either throw it to Adams in a tight window or he'd, you know, throw it out of bounds. I mean, Jordan love can add that third dimension, dumping it off to the back, running with the ball, you know, for seven yards for the first down uh, that can be very, very effective. And maybe that pulls someone in to spy on him. I like it that he's not Justin Fields where he's a run. You know, <laughs> he's great at running stinks at throwing. I think, you know, Jordan love wants to throw first, which is right, right, right. but he will run. And I think that, I thought a couple of times, you know, he broke out of the pack and there's just green grass, you know, because everyone's got their back turn, you know, trying to play coverage. And so I, I think, you know, that I was, thought was good. I thought Sean Clifford had a better sense of when to move out of the pocket and the other games and Jordan love sort of like got, just got rid of it. Um, and uh, so I thought that is sort of the complete part of the game that I saw with him. I do think he's going to throw interceptions. I, he throws into traffic, um, you know, uh, and maybe it's not tr- as true. It's just, it's I'm conditioned to see only balls going to guys open because <laughs> Rogers only throws there, but uh, love throws into sort of traffic balls get batted and, and you know, the people are diving for it. I, I feel like he's going to have a lot of two interception games that we might still win. But um I think that's where we don't get to nine, 10 wins. We get to five, six. It might be, he, he throws for a lot of yards, but he's throwing interceptions a lot. Um, that's what I'm afraid of. But uh, if he can stay within the offense, throw open guys, use his feet, hand off the ball, stick with the plan. Um, it's possible that we could be a playoff team. I really do think it's possible. Well, we're going to talk about that next week when we uh, we will have a podcast next week in which we will set the betting lines for the Bears game. But we'll also, you know, set um, some lines for the season as well. And one of them will be an over and under on wins. And I think we'll have an extended discussion about that stuff at that time, because I'm with you. You know, I mean, I think there is a world in which the Packers make the playoffs with this team. But I think there's also a world in which, you know, they win five games. So, or four games. <laughs> so we'll talk about that more next week. This week though, at uh, running back, they kept three, which surprised me. Uh, at least so far they've kept three. And uh, of course, Aaron, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I guess that's no big surprise there, but they did keep Emmanuel Wilson. Isn't that something I was surprised. Yeah. I thought for I, sure Patrick Taylor was a lock. I, I mean, if I didn't think they're going to keep three, but if they kept three, I just figured it was going to be Patrick Taylor was going to be that that third guy, uh, because I know Wilson led the NFL in preseason running, which 
you know, fine. You get a cookie for that, I guess. I don't know what you get for, for that, but I don't even think it, you get that. I'm not even sure. No, I, I, well, you might get a cookie, but it's not frosted. It's, it's just like a regular cookie. Yeah. Just a sugar cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. So what I, what I'm thinking there is that they must have some Intel that they, people are liking this guy out there. Um, I, I guess I'm not all that impressed with Emmanuel Wilson, um, and not because he hasn't shown well, but it's because the times where he's shown has been times that you know he probably should do well. You know, it, it's when the starters, to the extent that the starters played at all, the starters were out, and he was able to take advantage of things. Of his 220 some yards rushing, he had 80 of that on one carry. Um, I don't think he's you know he's not a bad player. Uh, but I think there's the the excitement that a lot of people have about him. Um, I don't know that it's well placed, um, and I'm very surprised that a guy who is not known as a special teams player is being kept on the uh, 53-man roster. Now that's subject to change too. Um, I saw that they they waived a couple of guys with injuries. Uh, Lou Nichols was one of them, who was a draft choice, and also Tyler Goodson, who was kind of Mr. August from last year. He, he was Emmanuel Wilson last year for the Packers in preseason. And this year, he's, you know, being waived as as being uh, injured, which means that they, I think they can bring them back on the practice squad uh, once the injury situation is resolved. I think that's how that how that works. Um, so, I mean, am I being too harsh on Emmanuel Wilson? Were you more impressed? Well, I thought... I thought it was a cardinal rule that your back, you know, your third string, four string running back had to play special teams, right. had, to, yeah. had to block. Yeah. And Patrick Taylor was was better at both those things, I, I, as I understood it. Now, I think, I thought maybe they mentioned Manuel Lewis stepping up and making a big block, and maybe so his blocking might be improving or might be just as good. But I thought Patrick Taylor was a very, you know, yeah. decent special teams guy. And I mean, maybe they said, look, we have enough special teams when you look at the safeties. Oh, and right, right. So right. maybe we just don't, you know, really need that. We need someone who's a pure runner. I don't know who. I thought Patrick Taylor caught balls out of the backfield better. Yeah. yeah. You know, or and at least also blocked better. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am shocked. I did like the way Emmanuel Wilson ran the ball. Like I felt he sort of found daylight. And, but, you know, in this game, he really didn't have much to speak of. He had a 2.9 average. Uh, I guess he did have a 17 yard long. I don't recall right. that, yeah. but oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not like he was all world. Like, you know, when Eddie Lacy, when he first came on the scene, I was so impressed by him. And like, you could just tell he was good. Like he's just different. Wilson just seems very uh, efficient and, and, and fine. But I thought given that running backs are not valued that, that greatly, you really yeah. want someone right. that can block and play special teams. I'm surprised. I, I did not see that coming. I don't think anyone else did either. So there must be well, something, you know, locker room style, yeah, you know, yeah. or or maybe in practice he's, he's showing them stuff too that we are not privy to. And right. you know, I mean, to me, let's say you put Emmanuel Wilson out there and somebody picked him up. All right, fine. Well, we've we've got Patrick Taylor. You know, fine, whatever. I think, yeah. But yeah, so 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 why would that be a, a big deal? They they seem to be kind of, um, I don't want to say the same player because they're they're a couple of years apart in age and things. But in terms of their talent and ability, um, as runners, I don't think there's a lot of difference. The advantage would be Patrick Taylor doing the other stuff that he does. I don't know why you would make the decision that you know, I could be proven wrong. Uh, AJ Dillon goes down, you know, 
week three, uh, spray, a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out six weeks. Well, maybe Emmanuel Wilson, you know, shows up then as that second back and can do a lot of stuff. I don't know that I've seen enough to make me think that if one of those two guys gets hurt, I'm comfortable with Wilson, you know, getting a lot of action back there. But, you know, we'll see. They they know a lot more about football than I do, and they get to see him every day, and they have evaluation criteria that, I, you know, I do not have. So this might be working out fine. It's such an unusual move for them that maybe we should see as like, cool, maybe he's better than we think, you know, that yeah, they yeah, just felt yeah. like, well, he is a special player. We need to keep him despite him not being as good a special team. So maybe that's like, that's an intriguing pick rather than a confusing one. You know, it depends how you, how you look at it. I was a little surprised too, that they kept only six wide receivers. Uh, I, th- I thought they would keep seven. I thought uh, Grant DeBose uh, would be a guy as a draft choice. I thought that they would keep him, but he was on the uh, cut list. He, I'm sure if he makes it through waivers, which most everybody does, he'll go on the practice squad. Um, but they only kept six. They kept, you know, Watson, Reed, Wicks, which surprised me a little bit. I, I thought Dontavian Wicks was injured, but um, I guess they didn't want to expose him to that risk, and they didn't want to put him on the IR because he's gone for the whole season then. Mm-hmm. Malik Heath, uh, obviously. I mean, that guy looks like, team. A real, yeah. looks like a real – look, he looks like a real player to me, you know? so He did it again. Had, had four catches. Yeah. Uh, you know, look the part every step of the way. You're right. And uh, then there's, uh, you know, Torre uh, made the team, which I'm glad there's talk about him not making it. But I, I like that guy. Well, actually, I liked him since his days at Nebraska even. So I, I'm glad they, they kept him around. And then there's Romeo Dobbs. And, um, you know, there's some kind of talk that maybe he's got an injury going on, which is why, you know, he and it may be more serious than people think. And I just thought he wasn't playing because there were, they want to look at the other guys. But uh, that will be if he's unable to go. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, is he going to be a guy that they wind up, you know, putting on injured reserve because they can bring him back in four weeks. And then, you know, Du Bois, you know, gets uh, L elevated to the to the full 53 i think there's more things going on here and i was a little surprised by them keeping sick i thought they they would keep seven but there has to be other considerations on the roster that that they're worried about so what do you think on the wide receiver thing is it any of the other guys i mean bo melton and some of these guys i didn't think had a really good chance of making it anyway i thought they'd do seven i thought you know like their draft picks they'd keep debose but he didn't play much you know and I guess you don't have to play for these scouts to know better. Um, and so maybe he gets picked up, but I'm thinking, you know, maybe they feel really confident. He'll pass through the practice squad. Um, Tori has more film on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought when Dobbs was hurt that, and maybe it's not that serious. I hope it's not that serious. Cause I thought they would keep seven, Thought they're mm-hmm. that DeBose was, they were, he had a good preseason and you know, as a rookie, you want to keep those guys to see how high they can, they can move to and uh, but they didn't, you know, so six is what we're doing. I like the group. I'm excited about it. Um, I think if Rogers was our quarterback, I don't know who he trusts with this group, you know, so it, it'd be uh, a lot of short passes to Aaron Jones, I guess. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think what we have is a bunch of really fast, relatively small uh, or tall guys. Um, and, you know, I think Watson's tall. I feel like like Keith is pretty tall. I guess Dobbs and Jane Reed and Wicks, Tory. They're not, I guess they're not maybe uh, as tall, but they seem like they're fast, young, 
I, I think they, it's going to be hard to concentrate on who, who's, who do you shut down? Do you shut down Watson? Um, then do you double cover him and, and then leave kind of the middle open? We'll see. I, I, I like the group. I'm excited about it. It's probably the most exciting part of the, of the offense. Although I am excited about the offensive line too. There's, it seems like that's, they're playing really well too, but I just, I think it's the most intriguing group uh, grouping that they have. And I'm excited to watch them. You know, what I'm excited about with the receivers is that, you know, they're all first and second year players. And even if, you know, um, Dobbs winds up, you know, going on in injured reserve and missing the four weeks, so probably put in uh, Du Bois, and he's also, you know, a first year guy. And and so there, there's not any of these old retreads that can't play anymore. It's mm-hmm. the mystery box. And and while none of these guys might be any good, um, it's it, you don't know. And so it's kind of exciting to see, you know, who's going to emerge, you know, which um, two of these guys are going to be those like, oh, God, can't, can't get rid of that guy. You yeah, know, right. But at this point, we don't know. They they all look promising. So that's that's kind of fun, you know. Right. It's kind of the same thing with the with the tight end slash fullback, as the Packers are now calling it. They're keeping three to start. Of course, Musgrave and Kraft, everyone you know knew that. And those guys, you know, look like they can play. That's okay. Uh, Deguara, I guess, is people have been talking about him, you know, being a disappointment, and he's playing, you know, mostly fullback uh, these days. But he was about a third round pick for them, mm-hmm. um, so I'm not surprised that they're keeping him around. I thought that they might keep Austin Allen, uh, another guy from uh, Nebraska, once again, where the N on the helmet stands for knowledge, Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, a, a second guy that can't count into double digits is a little bit concerning when you put Torre in there with Allen. But Allen, you know, was the uh, was he the, the top tight end in the Big Ten. Um, I think he's like six eight too. He's a big dude, yeah. um, and I, I thought they might keep him around because, you know, he's a big guy that can that can move a little bit and can catch. Um, I think he's a practice squad guy for sure. And if something happens to one of those guys, I think he'll, he'll probably get his shot. But you know, keeping three, I, I, I suspect it's because again they they wanted to keep more players other positions, so they only went light with the three at uh, TE slash FB. What do you think? Yeah, I think same as wide receivers, they're young and you don't really know what you're going to get with these guys. I'm very excited to see Musgrave play. He seems mm-hmm. like he, I, I was hoping like he like looked like Kelsey out there. And I feel like he's a little bit more of a lumbering guy than Kelsey, but Kelsey's a one of a kind. Um, and, but I think Musgrave could be definitely an improvement over uh, big Bob Tunyon and you know that he's got a little bit more mobility and it can kind of move, get open. So I I'm excited about the tight end group too. I feel like this, I'm excited about the offense, Chris. Um, and, uh, but in particular Musgrave, I'm fine with those three picks. I think that's what was expected. Uh, you're right, Alan, I guess if you would have thought they only, uh, carry six receivers, I thought maybe they carry four tight, four ends. tight ends. Yeah. Right. But, that, um, well- that's not what they did. But they kept 11 offensive linemen, and I think that's the reason why. And a lot of the guys on here, I mean, nine of them at least, are guys I figured, oh, yeah, these guys are locks. And we know who they are. You know, uh, Tom Walker, of course, Bakhtiari, uh, Myers, Jones. I mean, Caleb Jones is way too much potential there to let that guy, you know, go. Mountain Yash, man. <clears throat> he is a mountain. Well, the, all these guys 
are mountains, but he's like a Himalayan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenkins, Nijman, uh, Sean Ryan, who's you know after a challenging rookie year, you know he seems like he's you know showing to be more of the player that they thought. And a third round pick from last year, they're going to keep him around. John running, of course, but there are two guys that I, I didn't think they would keep um, the initial 53. One is Royce Newman, who had a couple of penalties in the right. Seattle game. He and had he just cut written all over his face oh, in that game, right? Well, he had cut, for me, he had cut from the first snap he took for the Packers because he just he just did not seem, and I, I become spoiled by, you know, the way they develop their offensive line and it seems like, you know, they're all pretty solid, but Newman never seemed solid to me. He always seemed to be a guy who was getting, you know, pushed in the backfield or making a mistake or missing a block, whatever it might be. And I thought, finally, it's caught up and they're going to get rid of this guy. And I guess not. Um, and also, um, now, I I don't have it in front of me here, but uh, Luke Tenuta, I see a draft pick. I think he was. And maybe that's why. Uh, they're keeping, I should look that up to make sure, but he was, a, he, he just seemed like just a guy to me. And so I was surprised that they didn't try to get him through, uh, to the practice squad. That was a little bit of a different, uh, a little well, bit he of got a hurt, right? Yeah. He yeah. Got that's injured. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So but still, I, oh, maybe, maybe that's the, the deal. He needs to go on injured reserve, but you can't put him on injured reserve before the season begins because he's lost for the season then. And maybe that's uh, a guy that they're going to, you know, try to get four weeks on injured. I think that's what it is, right? If you go on injured reserve during the season, you only have to miss four weeks. And I think that is probably what they were thinking about in this particular instance, uh, especially when we get down to to some of the other surprise cuts that they made. Uh, But did you see them keeping 11? No. Well, certainly Luke Tenuta and I thought Royce Newman were, were gone. Um, it'll be interesting. See, I wonder if they're contemplating trading Bakhtiari. Hmm. No, that's, that's interesting. Um, if they do, they better get a hell of a lot. <laughs> that's all I can say. Well, they you got the big contract they would unload, right? I, I don't know what salary cap hit that, you know, you trade somebody. I, I don't know how I, that works. I think right now at this point, they're already resigned to the fact that this is a year to get their salary cap, right? You know? Yeah. And well, at least it's so, what about next year though. Is, I don't, I don't know. Bakhtiari. I, yeah, I think next year they're going to be clear of a lot of that money. Regard, okay. I mean, and I, I think that that's already set. Uh, so at this point, I, I the only reason I can think of they're keeping Bakhtiari is because of the cap, of the, the salary cap. I think it's more advantageous to keep him this year and let him go next year. Um, but I also think it's because they don't want to discourage young Mister Love um, right away. So rather than put somebody at left tackle who you know, we'll be learning on the job. It could retard the growth of the quarterback if he is constantly having gaping holes coming from the left side. That's that's kind of my theory is that it's more about the development of Jordan Love than it is about, yeah, we really need to keep our, our left tackle for a playoff run. Well, that contradicts your uh, keep him young, you know, philosophy know. here. That's well, uh, you know, it's it it certainly does, but I can understand when you overlay the salary cap implications. Yeah, that's uh, actually yeah, component. and I you know I personally thought that uh, once Bakhtiari when it was clear Bakhtiari's knee was going to be a continuing problem, I would have 
preferred them to get rid of him at that point. But the cap implications made it impossible. Yeah. Um, but we talked in this podcast when you know when that happened and the severity of it, and when he wasn't able to come back, we were already talking about him as being a cut candidate uh, be- because of the unpredictability. However, you know, the deal was you couldn't do it financially. So there you go. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do entertain trade offers. I doubt that they'll do it with the Jets, though, even though the Jets probably would love to have him. You know, uh, why do you think yeah. that? Because I feel like the Jets is someone who would overpay. And if you have someone that is willing to overpay and you're able to take advantage of that, you take it. Like, you know, I don't want to see him go. But all of a sudden, you know, who's Rashid Walker? And like, what does he become? It's like he's this year's um, uh, Zach Tom. Like, you know, this guy is really good. Like, well, that's great. You know, we didn't spend a high draft pick on Rashid Walker. And now he's he's really good. At, and so we have like three or four, you know, two or three different lineups that might be very excellent, like of what you have to choose from. That maybe Bakhtiari is not that uh, significant, especially if you, again, this year is a reset year and you've got a someone that is just dying to get them in Rogers. Although I don't know how the Jets can afford them. Uh, I don't know how that. Well, not not only that, what do the Jets have that they can really trade at this point? I mean, draft picks. Well, not not this next year. <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah. well, let's say they, they give you their first, two, you know, their two, first round pick in 2025, which I you know, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> but say they say they would like, would you, you know, unload it? Second round draft pick in 25. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I just wonder, I just feel like they will overpay. So the jets are an interesting, um, you know, team in that way, because Rogers might be forcing it into a bad decision. Now, you know, after the first week, if there's big injuries to teams that are super bowl, you know, ready, Kansas city, San right, Diego, right, yeah. Buffalo, they lose their left tackle, you know, who knows? Maybe that's, that's what they're holding them for because, you know, I have 10, do you have 11? Offensive yes. lineman? Yeah. I have Bakhtiari, uh, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, Walker, Nyman, Newman, Ryan, Jones, and Tenuta. Here's the math major who is now counting on his uh, fingers. Well, and I am. Well, it is the, I said 10 because the. Uh, Why did you say 10, on, Dave? Uh, SB Nation has oh. 10 in the parentheses. One, why don't two, you just, three, why don't four, you just five, go to packers.com? And they'll tell you right there, you know. Oh, I, yes, Dave. you're right. It is not 10. Yeah, 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 Dave. Packers.com. I know it's like reading Pravda to get the news in Russia. I understand. Right. It's not my fault. It's SB Nation has the wrong number down on my article. So that's, I, I'm not, it's not my fault. 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they, they are keeping 11 there. And it will be, now, the whole Bakhtiar thing, the one, one factor you missed, Dave, is spite. Um, and that might be the other reason why they won't trade Bakhtiari to the Jets is because spite. Yeah, <laughs> they, maybe. They, they, they do not want to help their former star quarterback, uh, future. Oh, that's true. Well, it's not yeah. more than spite. It's a draft pick, right? That's true, too. We don't want them. They got right. Rodgers. We want them to tank, yep. you know, right? Good. Right. Well, that that's an ec- excellent point. Yeah. But don't overlook spite because I think there's, <laughs> I think there are hurt feelings both ways. Yeah. This whole, this, this whole deal. And it was always, it, yeah, the, the, the far thing we learned that, you know, it's yes, it's always personal. There's there are money reasons, roster construction. 
there's always that human <laughs> element in whatever you know it's it goes it's the whole godfather thing right you know yeah. It, it's yeah, it's it's always personal. It, it's not it's not personal expenses. Yeah, right. That only goes so far because those things blur. Yeah. All right. Defense. Uh, six defensive linemen does not surprise me. One, two, three, four, five. Six. <laughs> yeah, six. <line. laughs> you have to use your second hand for that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. So um, the only thing that surprised me here is Jonathan Ford. Now I like Jonathan Ford. He's a hoss of a man. Right. There's no question about that. But um, I thought this is one of the places they'd go with five uh, because they usually only play two down linemen, uh, sometimes three. But, you know, you wouldn't need twice that many. But I think they thought Jonathan Ford would be somebody that would get snapped up by somebody. And, you know, for good reason. I mean, the guy's a great anchor in the center of that line. Um, and I like him. I mean, he's a young player and a big guy, and maybe that's why they kept him around. The other five, I mean, absolutely. I We've seen a lot, you know, from Wood and Brooks in the How uh, great is that? Have two new guys, Wood and Brooks, not yeah. on anyone's radar, is like a very exciting defensive line, you know, players. At least in the preseason, they really showed up. Oh, yeah. That's cool to add depth times two in your defensive line like that. That's That's amazing. That's well, you know. especially when you consider that they are apparently significant upgrades from the 94 and 96 they had last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are actually 94, 96 numbers for making plays, at least in the preseason. You know, they could be duds when, you know, when, when it happens for real. But Devontae White, I think, has taken a big step up, at least based on the preseason. Uh, Kenny Clark uh, surprisingly played in the game against Seattle. He looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was highly encouraging. And it, from the, from the time they, they drafted TJ Slayton, he always looked like a guy who was going to be able to, you know, play the nose. And he, he's done that effectively in preseason. I think the defensive line is solid. I'm just surprised they kept six instead of five. Yeah. Well, and TJ Slayton did the grave digger now. So are we, we're pulling that out. That's, that's a great hey. move. He's he he's also wearing the right number for the great digger. That's is he yeah, ninety-three. Is that yeah, right? yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Also a little surprised they kept six outside linebackers too, which I could you know, I mean the guys they kept, um, I like them all, but six I you know, that's that seems a lot. But again, you know, this is a team you got a little questionable health. Rashawn Gary should be able to play the first week, but you know, maybe they kept an extra body there because they were a little bit uncertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, also because um, Brenton Cox, sorry, Brenton Cox Jr. Because um, I, I don't want to make his dad, you know, angry. Right. Yeah. He's like, I don't play. Yeah, man. Well, well I can play better than that kid. Damn it. You know? <laughs> so um, I, he's undrafted and I guess, cause he had issues, but he had issues at, at blue chip school. So I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They're behavioral. Would you say right? Well, that that's yes, that's yep. right. Yeah, he's Brenton's not living up to his uh, potential. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. So I I guess that he looks the part, you know. And he was like, how the hell did this guy not? Get? Well, then I read he you know had he had some difficulties at at the schools that he was at, but he looks like like he can play the game, and because Lucas Van Ness at this point doesn't look like he's terrific. Uh, he's a work in progress. I guess, you know, maybe that's why you keep 
They add in the injury to Gary. What's why you keep somebody extra? You know, you, this is probably Preston Smith's last year. And so you also want to keep somebody that you can develop this year because you're going to need to replace that guy next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys they cut uh, didn't surprise me, although they they have the Nigerian lad on there. Uh, and I'm not, I've never been good with Nigerian names, but Kenneth uh, Odumwani. And what is his status? He's like an international player. Yes. It's, and, uh, and so does he suit up or how does that? Well, he was suited up. Um, he looked um, I – I don't know if he played, but he was suited up. Well, I mean in the regular is he, season. Yeah. Is he oh, like oh, a practice oh. – he's a I, plus one I, on the practice web? I think he's – I think that's what he is. Yeah, they, okay. they have a special category because they're trying to see you know, the NFL around the world. Right. But the guy, I mean – you know, he looks like Terry Tate, you know, <laughs> he, you know he, he, he looks, he looks good. Uh, so, but he'll be, he'll be, he'll be kept around as that, um, you know, as that international guy. And, and why not? You've got the roster space. You might as well do it. Um, so keeping six makes sense on a number of reasons. Uh, but it was still a bit of a surprise. I thought that would be a little bit much, but the six they kept, I think they all can play, especially in Igbari. I mean, I, oh, I hope I he like, shines. I like that guy. I like yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he comes through the way we wanted Lucas Van Ness to come through and give him time. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think Van Ness, it would not surprise me to see him have the same career arc uh, that Rashawn Gary had, uh, including a fourth year knee injury that blows half the season. So what are you going to do with Van Ness? Like, is he supposed to spend like another offseason in the weight room? They already call him Hercules. Like, so how much more working out does he need? Is it just well, I'm not I'm not sure it's working out as much as it's um, learning what you have to do other than just physically dominate other guys in the NFL. um I think there's a lot of technical stuff. I mean, everybody is a hoss of a man, right? And they're all yeah. big and fast, fast and, and strong. Yeah. And yeah, and have beautiful girlfriends. But <laughs> that's it. But I think there's more to it um, than that. And I think Gary found that out because he's a physical freak. But that isn't enough. You you have to have, you know, moves and hand placement and all that other kind of stuff to give yourself an edge. And I think that's where Van Ness is. I, I, I think he's going to be... Okay, just not this year. Okay. All right, no. we'll track that. We'll track it. Okay, five inside linebackers. Um, the, I guess they're counting Tariq Carpenter now as inside linebacker uh, because they moved him from safety. But he's also a special teams guy, so mm-hmm. I, he was going to make the team at whatever position they put him at. Um, and, of course, you have your usual suspects. You've got Devondre Campbell, probably his last season for the Packers, too, because he's over 30. Uh, Quay Walker's there. Eric Wilson, who, you know, showed up from time to time. The guy who really showed up in the game for me, though, was Isaiah McDuffie. I early. Mean, early he did. I thought there was one play where he got washed out. Um, maybe it was once they took sort of the the main defensive lineman out. I thought, because I did. I was like, he looks good to me. He yeah, looks light, yeah. but, you know, he's he's really active. And then I saw a play where I felt he got blocked, you know, pushed out of the way pretty, pretty easily. So, uh, you know, cause he looks like a lighter player to me compared to Devondre Campbell looks thicker yeah. way, looks like taller, you know, but yeah. Isaiah McDuffie seems like he's just like a little smaller. So this grouping is the least, uh, kind of impressive to me. The one I have most concerns about. Well, that's kind of a standard for the Packers inside linebacker, yeah. uh, Quay Walker, um, I really want him to be good. Oh, I yeah. want him to be good. But he's, yeah. I just, 
I I think he's small, and that's why moving to Reed Carpenter, a linebacker was like, oh, you want even a smaller guy? Great. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. too. <laughs> But I guess they like his because he was a safety, his pass coverage skills, um, and they want a guy like that that can play in special teams because he's a he's he's a core special teamer. Uh, Devondre Campbell, um, I I give him props because he took advantage um, of a season in which he was kind of a cast off to become an all pro. And he's parlayed that now into another season uh, in the NFL. So congratulations, sir. Uh, yeah. For doing that, I'm just not sure he's ever going to approach quite the same level as he had uh, a couple of years ago, where he kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so I would agree with you. I, the inside backers, uh, not a terrific group, but this is only Quay Walker's second year. You know, maybe he's going to show some development that jumped from year one to year two. So it's it's too soon to to, to write that off. Yeah. Uh, cornerbacks keeping four, only four. Yeah, and I. I think that might be because uh, Eric Stokes is uh, on the pup, uh, which means that he doesn't count on the roster, uh, but he's, you know, he can't play for four weeks. You could only do that as opposed to injured reserve if the guy doesn't uh, take part in uh, anything during camp. And Stokes has got a list Frank injury to his foot. Are you familiar with this injury? Oh, who? Frank? What you say? I don't know what you said. <laughs> it's a list Frank injury. It's a it's an injury uh, to the uh, mid foot area. Mid foot. Okay. Yeah, and you know there, there's a lot of bones in your foot, Dave. You'll understand that when you, you take my my foot out of your ass after I see you the next time. You'll understand exactly how many. Bones oh, why would you are, do that? Yeah, thinking, I haven't done anything yeah, wrong. Well, okay. you, you, you're clowning me here after all the. You, Respect your elders, damn it. <laughs> you make it hard. <laughs> I know. I, well, I am attractive, and that's probably why I make it hard. Yeah. So anyway, but the, but, but the point here, Dave, Liz Frank, this is a serious foot injury, and it's ended some careers for guys. And, you know, if it's a shame that Eric Sokes kind of relies on his foot speed uh, for his job because this could be the midfoot. Yeah, you, you I think the you need, entire foot, huh? I think you need yeah. the whole foot. Yeah, I, I I think that's very important. And so this is this is troubling. Um, so he, you know he will start the year on the on the pup list. The four Alexander, you know, Keyshawn Nixon, uh, who's apparently going to be their slot corner. And if the first play of the preseason is any indication, uh, you know they should get ready to put his name on the facade in the stadium <laughs> yeah, because exactly. yeah, yeah. Oh, Carrington um, Valentine too. Look, yeah. and if Eric Stokes was playing like Carrington Valentine is playing, we'd be like, what a great first round pick Stokes was. Yeah. Um, and because Carrington Valentine shows up, he, he should have had a pick six in that game. Yeah, and he's well, he may be one of those guys too where, you know. He's not paid to catch the ball. He's, you know, paid to knock it down kind of thing. And if he can catch it, great. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's also a rookie. And we'll we'll see what they have. This is one of those, again, Jay Stewart's bringing the box down the aisle to Monty Hall. You know, you don't know what's inside. Right. It could be a zonk or, it, you know, could be, you know, or it could be something great, too. It could be a diamond encrusted cheese slicer or something like that. But that'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. But um, Stokes, assuming that injury, he, now that they may have come a long way because um, I can remember Bob McGinn writing about the dreaded Liz Frank foot injury and how it, you know, has ruined careers of football players for years. Now, it may be that 
the yeah, how long has McGinn been gone? It, over is it a decade now? Uh, it seems like he should be gone further. He, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, yeah. I don't need his crabbiness around here. Exactly right. So maybe the technology and the medical stuff has come a long way. Uh, I know from my own orthopedic um, experience, you know, the surgeries and things have come a long way, and, and maybe Stokes will be fine. But the fact that he wasn't, you know, he was on the injured list the same time that Gary did. And looks like Gary's going to be ready for the first week. Now, very different injury. Um, ACL is 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 better understood. The rehab is better understood, and maybe this isn't anything to be concerned about yet. But it is troubling that Stokes couldn't even practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. The casualties of note: uh, Samar Jean Charles. Um, I kind of thought he was destined for the cut list because you know. Mistakes were made, Dave. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. I, I thought you know there was like a good play, bad play, very volatile sort of player, it's, and uh, it seems right. smaller to me. Didn't kind of look the part as much, yeah. which is a terrible way to evaluate talent. But um, yeah, I kind of thought he was cuttable, and he was. Yeah, he looks smaller, and he could come over and probably kick both of our asses uh, <laughs> yes, right, that's now, right now. Midfoot, uh, long foot. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it, exactly right. But the one, I guess that surprised me here a bit is Corey Ballantyne, not to be confused with Carrington Valentine. Um, I, I thought he had a chance um, of making it, uh, but I think he'll be a guy that'll slip through the practice squad. Right. Uh, so they're only going with four cornerbacks for now. So that is going to be interesting. Um, Rasul Douglas, not moved to safety, at least at this point. And I imagine he's going to be playing boundary corner until Stokes, until they know what the deal is with Stokes. Right. So I imagine it's Alexander and Douglas on the boundaries and Kishon Nixon in the slot and Carrington Valentine uh, with a sweater knotted around his neck at the Yale club. Yeah. So yeah. for now, yeah, for, for now, five safeties. Um, it's kind of funny to see they have uh, Dallin Levitt there with the safeties because he's really it should be S for special teams. Right. Because that's what he does. Uh, but then the actual players, Rudy Ford, I guess Rudy Ford is mainly a special teamer, but he, he might get a lot of time at safety. He may oh, be I the think he starts. Yeah, I think he's going to start. Yeah, uh, next to Savage. They kept Jonathan Owens because of his wife, I think, probably. Right. Right. Yeah. Did, I think she just won. Did she win the U.S.? Yeah. She's like back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you can't cut him now. It, it, uh, yeah. Gonna pay attention to our Olympic, you know, chances. Yeah. So hopefully that's cool. If she attends games, I think that's cool. Right. Well, you know, she's a little a little small, but I think she could play for for them. You know, she's yeah. fast. You know, I mean, and we and we've seen her in next to nothing. I mean, the girl's built, you know. Right. So I think I think she could maybe you know lay a bigger hit than her husband. You know. Uh, so. Well, again, you better hope none of these players come over to our houses because now you're going to get beat up twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's funny. I I will I will tell you a true story. Uh, this morning I pulled the Wheaties box out of the uh, cabinet, and you know there you know Mrs. Jonathan Owens was right there on the box. Is that right? Yeah, really? that was a good sign. I yep. think it's it's Mr. Simone Biles. I think that's, yeah, that's what, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I they refer to him as M M S B or something like that. That's a. 
God, that's got to be it's got to be tough to be an uh, NFL player when you're the second best athlete. In, in <laughs> well, yeah, and that you know she's in a world by herself, so it's oh, he has to know what she was signing up for. Yeah, well, she's, well, she's one of the greatest of all time, and right. seems like a lovely person too. But I hope so. She's going to be in green and gold. But I, I'm excited for Anthony Johnson Jr. I thought this is a guy maybe Rudy Ford starts, but what would be great is by the end of the season, it's Anthony Johnson Jr. because he improves. And, yeah, that's you know, right. That's, that's a high right. upside kind of guy. I'm excited yeah. about that. So now, yeah, yeah, I well, I'm really excited for Anthony Johnson Sr. being the, the father of two sons. I mean, that is, you know, delightful right there. You know, his dad's probably happy and looking to get his new house. So, you know. Yeah. Wait, why? Yeah. Two sons. What are you talking about? No, I said I have two sons as the oh, father you have, of two oh. sons. Oh, I, see, I I'd be excited if, you know. I'll I'll delete that from the podcast. No, yeah. no worries. Back back yeah. to the action. Yeah. And then in his gains, I think his death warrant was signed when he got <laughs> beat on the corner route. Uh, yeah. I know it was late in the game, but still, that was not a good look for Innes Gaines. Right. So Innes is out. It's here <laughs> at this point. I've been, you know, I was saving that for a long time. Oh, that's a good one. It, just, yeah. it felt so good to let it go. It just did, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Special uh, teams. We got the 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 draft boy himself. Uh, so. There's only room in this town for 117. So Anders Carlson, I think, gets to keep that. The practice squad guy, even though he is my favorite player, uh, Mr. Magoo, uh, he'll have to find a different number the way it sounds. But he, Magoo uh, should wear number one. I think he's really oh, bad. Yeah. That's yeah. well, he, he should wear whatever he wears should be blurry because that's how you know, Magoo <laughs> sees the world anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so, no long snapper. Yeah. Well, you see, and I think this is this is the deal here. And this is what I I, I heard uh, my good friend Jason Wildey uh, say on his podcast this morning that apparently Matt, I believe it's it's Orzek is how that's pronounced. O r z e c h Orzek, you know, who is a bona fide NFL caliber long snapper. The word is that they have released him. And they plan to bring him back as soon as they put one of their players um, onto the injured reserve list, preserving that player's chance of coming back in four weeks. Then they will re-sign um, the long snapper. My concern is that if this is public, and apparently it, it is because Jason Wilde is saying it, if I'm the Bears or somebody, just for spite, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you don't want to blow up your roster, though. Like, look, every spot we have is precious. I can't imagine the Bears would be like, Wait, all right, so let's cut this. The Bears yeah. blowing the, up the Bears roster. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> That's I mean, true. how would you even know you've done that? <laughs> you know. Well, so this is how it plays out. Luke Tenuta goes on the pup list or the IR or whatever it is. And then they bring, they yeah. sign the, the long snapper. Right? That, like, now that's what I think is, is probably going to wind up uh, happening because, you know, it may not be a position. A lot of people value, but you got to have one when it's time to keep the first extra right. point of the season, which is hiking in, itself. Well, you know, the first extra point of the season could be in game three, you know, right. Right. but at some point you will need, or probably for, you know, punting that there'd be a lot of punting going on. Right. Uh, and someone's got to get it to Daniel Whelan. I mean, I don't think you're bringing Mark Tremura back to do the long snapping, you know? No. So now, yeah. so I think that's probably what's going to happen. Um, keeping Whelan now, he he looked okay. Um, I know there was some critical comments from John Kuhn about out kicking your coverage. Oh, and he, clutching, <laughs> he was clutching his pearls. Oh goodness, he out kicking. We've got to keep the veteran Pat O'Donnell. 
they're, they're both Irish. It doesn't really matter. They're interchangeable, these people. So, <laughs> oh, Patrick, please don't take offense put, to that. Put it's, it down, uh, Patrick. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. I think I think your money's already cleared anyway, but still, we care <laughs> about you, Patrick. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it looks like Daniel Whelan era has begun. A little nervous about it because um, cold weather. And the same thing for Anders Krausen, although being a lad from Norway. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was I'm sorry. He just sounds like he's from Norway. He's not. Cold weather for both of these guys is going to be the test. I mean, that is always what it comes down to for kickers in Green Bay is not how you kick in August, not how you kick in October. It's how you kick after Thanksgiving. And that is going to be the challenge. But this is the year to see what you have. You probably weren't going to keep O'Donnell anyway. He's in his 30s. So you might as well make the change now when you're figuring out the rest of the roster. So I think this is a decision that makes sense, regardless of what Jason Wilde would say. Uh, it is a bit of a risk, though, on the long snapper. Uh, but they, I, there's been another long snapper also that they, you know, uh, had in camp, and maybe they could bring that that person back as well. But you know, it's one of those things where if you are decent, you don't want to blow up the season. Uh, by having a mistake on special teams. We saw that a couple of years ago. Yes, we did. <laughs> so uh, people need to appreciate these specialists because while you take a lot of what they do for granted, um, they have to come through when you absolutely need them. And while it's great to see a 57-yarder with room to spare in August, um, I don't know if we'll necessarily be seeing that happening on November, I don't know, 20th or something like that. So anyway, so that's so that's kind of the roster as it stands now. There will be changes when we come back next week. Uh, we can, you know, update the roster situation. But overall, it sounds like you have a sense of, um, well, enthusiasm, if not optimism, yes. uh, ab- about this. And I I would say that's the way I feel, too. You have any, any you know, elaboration on that thought that you want to, you know, kind of lay out there, but so I have something I can write down to throw back in your face later. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, I think in previous years, you know, it was the 11 win, 12 win, 13 win, and yeah. which gave yeah. you, you know, very few losses to to kind of absorb. You know, otherwise your expectations aren't met, and that's what we all say is happiness is having your expectations met, right? So my expectations are well now they're creeping up, which is going exactly against the way I wanted this to happen. It's like your underwear, you know? Yes, it is. It's uh, it happens. And then you've got to make an adjustment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and we might have to adjust uh, the wedgie of what's will be the Packer season. Um, I I'm optimistic just because it's such an unknown. And I feel like whatever it's going to, it's not going to be the same mistakes, which I was tired of the same mistakes, holding the ball too long, um, you know, I guess defensively, uh, who knows, maybe they'll play off the receivers on third and three. Still, that's still likely, likely with your coach, but it's just on offense where everything seems to be focused. We're, we're just, we're going to have new mistakes and I'm okay right. with new mistakes exactly. now. And, uh, and possibly look, I, I might've said this before Roger or far through too many interceptions. He throw everyone open and it wasn't always open. Rogers wouldn't throw to anyone. And, Love might be this in between where you just, you know, just throw, run the play, throw the open guy, let them make a play. And uh, I've been wanting that for a while. I'm so anxious to see it in practice. Like, can I, 
Like, do they come out and score three touchdowns on three possessions? Like, holy cow, Matt LaFleur's offense works. You just have to run it. Um, we're talented. Our offensive line is keeping him clean, you know, play after play. Um, I don't know. That could happen. Or we might have three interceptions, three possessions and be like, all right, yeah, this is what we're going to see here. I just don't know. Um, but I, I feel like from the start of the preseason to the end, my expectations creeped up a bit, which pulls my enthusiasm along with it. And uh, I'm super excited for the first game of the year because I, I, I just can't wait to see this team play. Well, I'm looking forward to finding out uh, exactly what we can criticize uh, Jordan Love on because uh, we we had so many years to you know find things we didn't like about uh, four and twelve. Right. So now what what will what will Ten's Achilles heel be that we can pound on every single week? I mean yeah. I'm looking I'm looking forward to finding out exactly what that is so we can you know put some salt in that wound. Yeah. Right. right. You know? Yep. Yep. Well, uh, if if he just if the guy's open throwing the ball, like that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking, Chris. Like I don't need Dorsey Levens running, you know, across the middle wide open and you throw it deep to driver in the a- NFC championship. Oh, I don't need, oh, you know, oh, please uh don't. what did Rogers do the same thing a couple of times? It, so look, I hope Love just doesn't get too ahead of himself, plays well, throw the open guy, and let's see. Let's see what happens. And I, I think our defense hopefully lives up to its you know, slew of first round picks and, and yeah. plays well. And so we can, you know, can sustain a couple of interceptions until we kind of pull it together. Let's, let's see how it goes. Yeah. And, and that's really the way I feel too. And I, I've come around on this, you know, both, both you and, and uh, you know, my friend, big snake man, um, we're excited about, you know, this transition. And I, I was, I was dubious, but now, uh, I am feeling that enthusiasm because I really want to see what they have here. And again, you know, by week six, maybe singing a different tune, but it is interesting to see what it is you have. Not all these guys are going to be great. Um, some of them are going to be crashing disappointments, or we're going to find out that they just can't play, that whatever it was that we saw that we liked was a mirage because we were working on limited information. Right. Uh, some of these guys will be really good and and get hurt and their careers will be limited and we'll never be able to see that potential because there's, there's going to be shake. It's, it's the NFL. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be guys, you know, who are going to shake out for whatever reason that, you know, long seasons, 17 games. Can you, you know, deal with the punishment, the brutality that goes on in 17 games um, in the NFL? I mean, it's, there's a lot of guys that are good players, but for whatever reason, physically, mentally, they, they can't hack it. You know, that's, uh, and that's and that's not a shot, by the way. I'm not taking a shot at the offensive coordinator for the for the Jets, like some coaches do. I'm not taking a shot at Hackett, okay? But some guys just will not be able to live up to an NFL standard for reasons that are subtle, um, and the and they just won't be able to play. There will be some too who surprise us, and damn, that guy is really good. I never I never saw that one coming. Right. So that's part of the fun, though, is is that you don't know. Right. And who's going to be great? Who's not going to be great? The there may be an injury to a player that we really really like, and that's disappointing in the extreme. Uh, right now, the injury that um, exists for Eric Stokes is one of those. I didn't know he had this serious foot injury that you know he's had since last year apparently um, until now, and I thought his future looked really really good. 
and now it's less so. And so there may be other players that things like that happen um, that truncate what otherwise could have been a real promising career. But that's, you know, part of being a fan, and that's part of the fun that goes along with this. And that is kind of the fun part of coming into a season in which there are so many unknowns, but we saw enough to tease us right. in the preseason. And, you know, some of the reports you read, you know, it, it, it makes it makes you interested. And as fans, that's really what it's about is, is to be interested, to be engaged, to have a reason to care about your favorite team. And I, I, think, I think we have that, you know, and jobs will be on the line, not just the players, but, you know, if this, if this backfires, Goody, you know, will be, you know, the regional Northwest scout for the 49ers or something, you know, coming right. up, you <laughs> know, and, and, you know, Matt LaFleur could find himself being, you know, offensive coordinator, you know, for the Carolina Panthers, uh, you know, it, it, that's kind of how this league goes. Um, or maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of their hat and they'll be competitive again within a season or two. And, you know, there'll be streets named after them in Green Bay. You know, you just don't know. And that's part of the fun. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm disappointed it's not this weekend. This waiting yeah. a weekend is kind uh, of so. So I'll have to just gamble on college sports, which uh, <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a call right now. I wasn't prepared. I just made up my mind to do that just now. So, uh, but next week we will have a podcast next week where we'll yeah. go through the uh, we'll pick our record, which we need to remember to go back to at the end of the season. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. then we'll, well do that. that I'm anyways. sure people will remember for us, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad there's no NFL game this week because it gives us a week to put together the betting lines, you know, think about our season predictions and see how this roster, you know, shakes out in the meantime. So this is actually a good thing, especially for those people, you know, trying to position themselves in fantasy baseball. I won't name names here, no. uh, but, you know, the, I need a little extra time this time of the year. Okay. Well, we'll do it. We'll come back next week. We're already got on the calendar. So we'll All right. yep. be back. Yep. So sometime in the middle of next week, you will be getting the last preseason Packers Therapy podcast. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. That will be coming your way. And until that time, I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that is Packers Therapy. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And that's Packers Therapy.